SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks a lot, Greg. Almost six minutes after six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Tuesday evening. First up, as always, Google it to Mfupi has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. According to a recent survey, consumer confidence in South Africa plunged to a nine-year low during the first quarter of 2013, signaling that household spending, which is the economy's main engine, would be subdued for the remainder of the year. Listed hotel and casino operator Soho Sun Holdings will spend a minimum of 750 million rand to expand and refurbish its Silver Star Casino and the Gold Reef City Casino and Theme Park over the next two years. This comes after the firm announced last week that it will refurbish and relaunch two of its hotels on Durban's Golden Mile. And SA Home Loans, South Africa's largest non-bank mortgage finance provider, has announced its entry into the fast-growing market for affordable housing. This is a move that spells good news for house hunters earning less than 18,000 rand per month. The firm says affordable housing is a major segment of local housing of the local housing market, with properties valued between 250 and 500,000, making up more than a quarter of all registered residential properties. Looking at the markets now, the JSEO share index is closed in negative territory, down by about a tenth of 1% at 38,540 points. The rand's at 8.91 to the US dollar, 13.62 to the pound, and 11.66 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,589 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $105, and the platinum price at $1,547 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. Seven minutes after six. David Shapiro of Sassman with us, as always. David, uh, market slipping ever so slightly. That's Gold true. shares. <laughs> Gold shares confounding That's us. crazy, Hilton. You know, I, I actually thought it would have been a good day because we had a phenomenal day on the resource boards. When I say phenomenal, it's, it's really resources have dragged us down over the last couple of weeks and been one of the reasons that we've stayed where we are. Um, but I would have thought that with, uh, with resources rebounding, with U.S. markets looking better, um, U.K. was up, I thought we would have had a fairly good day on the, uh, on the financials and industrials, but they were a lot weaker. But all the action on, uh, in, in the resource market, Chinese inflation um, eased a bit, and I think that removed worries about credit tightening. Uh, means that demand will be there, so, so uh, material prices picked up. Then we had, of course, the gold price going up on mm. Bernanke. Bernanke last night made a remark that the U.S. economy is not where it should be. That leads to worries that he's going to step his step uh, and uh, put his foot on the pedal and increase uh, stimulus measures. Therefore, the dollar weakened and gold picked up and the rand picked up. So a lot of factors there that, that, that helped our mar- markets. And I also think there's... Um, Strike action in Chile on, in the copper mines. I think that was one of the reasons that copper picked up or perked up. So overall, a lot of a, 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 a lot of drivers for our um, you know for the resource market. Big gains. Asol recovered seven uh, percent. Um, Goldfields. Goldfields up, up five over five percent. Mm. Anglo Gold on this. And then go look at the industrial market. It's the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> we saw we saw big falls there, David. Richmond down almost four percent. SAB Miller. That story seems to be fading. Down two and a half percent. Look, it's it's had an enormous run. I'm not quite sure what uh, you know what pulled it down over two percent today. Richmond, we know that there's a big seller. There's a big institution, a big institutional seller offloading there. Um, also, Prada's results that came out showed tightening margins, and uh, they made a statement. This is in China, that that uh, you know with the austerity measures there, things were, were slowing down a little bit. So I, I'm just sorry that we didn't we didn't make it a positive day.
It was very, very close. Mm. 41 points on the all share to mm. 38,540, uh, rather. David Rand also doing much better, mm. up mm. a percent against the dollar, uh-huh. half a percent against the pound? Twofold. I think uh, we're seeing flows coming into the bond market. Uh, with, without, with interest rates still zero there, I think um, investors took advantage of a very weak rand at 9.30, and I think have been piling into, um, you know, into the market. They believe that the, the, the rand weakness has been overdone. And then, as I said, dollar weakness. You know, dollar, dollar, dollar under a bit of pressure. So there's worries about uh, both, the, both the yen because of the Bank of Japan's measures and, of course, the, uh, and the dollar. So, that's helped gold. I think gold rebounded to about 1590. I'm just looking above me now. Called, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. 1590, just uh, just under that. U.S. earnings season kicked off last <laughs> night. Uh, markets wobbling, I think, is the is the terminology. Alcoa yeah. beat expectations, but missed expectations mm. at the same time. I, they beat expectations because of bottom line, not really at the top line. Um, Alcoa is the weakest, I think, of all the Dow Jones components. Um, but it does kick off the season. Um, there's mixed feelings about where earnings will be. Um, mm. Generally, I think the feeling is a little more optimistic than than, than negative. But uh, it's going to be day by day. You know, <laughs> we, you're not going to read this. It's going to be one day up, one mm. day down as as various results come you know come through. There's potential for single companies either missing or exceeding expectations yeah. to really influence the markets mm. in the ultra-short ultra term. Mm. So you'll see those wild swings day by day. Expect it. Just, just get used to it. It's going to happen. And I think at the end we'll probably come out slightly better. David, uh, sticking with mining, Goldfield strikes at the mm. Tarquant among mines in Ghana over. I guess uh, these companies need every little bit of good news <laughs> they can get. I, I think that was behind the 5.25% mm. gain. Rest of been up. Yeah, gold price up, yeah. Three and a half. I think that just just create a little bit of uh, confidence in the market. On the platinum side of things, Northern Platinum at its Zonderende mine in Limpopo mm. production has been suspended there for the past week since last week Tuesday. It's so far lost over 62 million rands worth of production uh, of platinum. Mine workers demanding increases of 38 <laughs> percent. It's Lonman uh, it's it's all over again. Well, it, it, it's crazy, and it's killing the industry. In fact, probably one of the best players at the moment is to buy a platinum ETF. No, to just not to not to not to uh, try read Lonman or or any of Northern or Ang- um, you know, Anglo Platt or anything. Just buy a platinum ETF. That gives I you access to the metal. It gives you because I think at these levels you're going to see supply being squeezed. There's no doubt that the the, um, the metal price is going to go up, and uh, it's it's. I know you're going to get more gearing or operational gearing in some of the miners, but I would just play it safe by by looking at the metal. David, we've been talking over the past couple of days, uh, even weeks, about the hunt for value on the market and and how that shifted. We heard from Peter Armitage last week that shifted to the mid-cap space, and we've we've been speaking about this probably all year um, already. Interesting to see that uh, institutions are are slowly gobbling up, uh, or or rather uh, positioning themselves in certain stocks, uh, significant positions. Uh, we saw RCM uh, regarding capital management take up a 22% stake in Iliad Africa. I think that announcement was made two weeks ago to the market. Argent Industrial today with a SENS announcement. Alan Gray, on behalf of its clients, now owns 10% of that company. 
got to scratch your head about no. some of these things, David. <laughs> you, you have to, because if you look at the volatility in a company like Argent, I mean, it's really extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very difficult to uh, to make forecasts on a company in this kind of climate. So they might see deep value. They're obviously taking a view that the industry is going to turn around, that steel prices are going to pick up, and that demand for steel products, uh, steel t- you know, that, that uh, manufactured or beneficiated products that, that Argent make will pick up. We can't see it on the horizon now. So I'm not quite sure what value, you know, value lies there. But if you look at the past set of results, you know, the past results in Argent, they certainly don't point towards anything exciting. You know, we've seen Everest being taken out now by an empowerment company. Uh, ArcelorMittal continues to drift down. And, and down still, 4% today. Yeah, still makes a big loser. So um, they've got a lot of faith in the future. Maybe they are looking into the future that we can't see into some, you know, into the fog that, that uh, we can't see through. But, uh, you know, it, it almost, to me, it appears as though we're playing in the kindergarten sandpit. You know, it's not, this is not big, bulky stuff. And, and He's not a substantial company. No, that's what I'd say. So for Alan Gray, who must have billions, literally hundreds of billions under their control, you know, we're talking about a few million rand here, or, or maybe at best a billion. Investors liking the story, though. Argent up 7% today, 630. But as you say, this price could double, David. Yeah. Uh, but for an investor, an institution, to get out of a position mm. uh, in a company that's not perhaps the most liquid company. So, well, they're adopting the Charlie Munger or, or uh, Buffett or uh, <laughs> um, you know, Fisher style of saying, you know, when, when's the best time to sell a share? Never. You know, just just holding on forever in the say so market cap six hundred and seven million. No, that's crazy. You know, I mean, they could they could buy the so sixty million for them to take sixty million. I don't even know where they're going to park it. What they're going to park it in a pension fund of two or three million each? It, it really doesn't move the needle. You look at uh, Iliad. I'm just looking at that uh, market cap now. I mean, for ECM to take almost a quarter of that company, uh, yeah, seven hundred and ten million. Well, that's nothing. You know, a billion rand today is, is, is actually micro cap. You know, under a, under a billion rand uh, capital is, is not even. I think the definition of a small cap is, is two and a half to five billion. So these don't even qualify for that. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. 16 minutes after 6 o'clock. Keep those SMSs coming in on 34701 with the keyword market. That's 34701 with the keyword market. Any questions or comments you have about this evening's program? Well, just two days after its announcement that it would invest over 200 million rand in its hotels on Durban's Golden Mile, Toho Sun says it will spend at least 750 million, that's three quarters of a billion, on extending its Gold Reef City and Silver Star casinos in Gauteng. It's already spent uh, 1 billion rand on Monte Casino between 2007 and 2010 on uh, the Teatro and Piazza extensions. Marcel von Arlock, the chief executive of Tsochosan, joins us now. Marcel, with this investment, this will take your investment in the province over the past five years to close to 2 billion rand. Um, yeah, at least. I mean, if you include the acquisition of Gold Reef, which we probably spent five or six billion rand getting the, the Gold Reef group into the Soho group, it's obviously a lot more. 
just looking at the, the extensions to these two casinos, Gold Reef City, uh, you will be adding cinemas to, to the complex, more restaurants. Uh, not surprising given the timing of this, I, I guess. Uh, the last refurbishment project uh, at Gold Reef was in 2006. You invested about a quarter of a billion rand there. Uh, I guess op- opportunity to, to extend the offering you have there for patrons. Yeah, the key part of this, this deal is really the expansion of the casino floor space. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a, a, a lot of work at Monte Casino over the last, uh, between 2007 and 2010, where, for example, there was one hotel, now there are three hotels, we've doubled the restaurants, doubled the parking, added the theatre, etc. But the one thing that's remained constant over that whole period is that the casino size has largely been the same since it opened in 2000. Um, and what we did here was get a, a deal with the Gauteng Board, which allowed us to expand the capacity on all three casinos. Um, and in order to do that, you also need to create additional footfall drivers. You need to uh, improve the entertainment offering at all the casinos, which is what we're doing. The largest of the expansions under this is Silverstar, um, which has a whole uh, change to the way we uh, customers will approach that, where we are substantially increasing the entertainment, food and beverage offerings, um, reducing the fountain size, etc., um, and then expanding the casino. You will be adding an outdoor events area, I guess similar to to the uh, open air area at Monte Casino. You'll be mm-hmm. adding more restaurants there. Uh, you'll be adding the Bokhtan experience uh, to Silver Star and, and also cinemas uh, to that complex. The, the, noticing that uh, cinemas will be added to both of these, cinemas already in place at, at Monte Casino, cinemas in place at your competitors in the in the Gauteng market. I think of Empress Palace, which added uh, cinemas not too long ago. Is that a big driver in, in footfall? It is. Um, the, the, compl- the casino complexes in the country gen- generally tend to, to be good locations for cinemas. Um, we've got a, a large cinema operation at the, at the Suncoast Casino in Durban, and we've got uh, large intense screens at, at Monte Casino, um, and they're very popular. Um, and we, we find that whole integrated in- entertainment offering works. Um, so what you'll see we're doing with the Gold Reef and Silver Star properties, which are the two we acquired through the merger with the Gold Reef Group, mm. is replicating the very successful model that we've rolled out at Monte Casino, um, which in South Africa, casinos are generally what we call locals casinos. So they operate in specific markets, um, and we have uh, a high proportion of repeat visitation from people that live in the area. They're not destination resorts like the Vegas Strip where people fly in from miles away. Um, they cater for the market in the areas where people live, and so you've got to give them the entertainment that they're looking for on a regular basis, which is a variety of restaurants and your cinemas and your your uh, outdoor event spaces, etc. At Cold Roof City, will you be doing much to the theme park itself? Um, yeah, we're going to redo the, particularly the aesthetics of the theme park, um, which is probably a good 20, 25 years old. It's had certain renovations of it done over the time, but... Uh, previously, it wasn't run as an integrated part of the of the whole casino resort, which we we do see it as a very integral part. So we'll be doing work on the on the actual theme park itself, introducing uh, food and beverage options in there, fixing up the aesthetics, fixing up the gardens. Um, we've done a lot of work on the rides, uh, improving the the period that we've got uptime, etc. Just in the medium term, Marcel, I'm guessing Suncoast in a couple of years' time will will be earmarked for for one of these uh, expansions as well. Yeah, absolutely. We said in our, I think, interim results presentation that we're definitely looking at expanding Suncoast. Um, it's probably one of the, I think it is the highest football casino in the country. Um, we are under capacity constraints there. Uh, your key part is to be 
able to get through the regulatory hurdle of expanding your casino operation as well as introducing new facilities to it. But Suncoast will definitely be, be on the planning list. Marcel Van Arlock is Chief Executive of Soho San David. He's had a busy couple of weeks, a busy couple of months getting approvals and getting all of this signed mm. off, not only here in Kharteng. You've got Durban, you've got Suncoast mm. on the horizon. But the market loved it. The market pushed the share price up about 6%. Uh, 1,500 more slot machines, mm. I think, uh, at um, Monte Cassino. Or was it? No, it's among it's the three. The Sorry, it's across the three. So I think that's why the market, I, I would have thought that extra capex, you know, would, would hold back this year. But, of course, there's more revenue going to come with it. They also had to put $150 million into uh, charitable projects. You know, Social responsibility. Social responsibility, yeah. I, I guess mm. the trick here as well is, is uh, Toho getting Silver Star right. They haven't mm. quite got that mm. right. Uh, Gold Reef never mm. got it right when mm. they built it. Uh, hasn't been quite right, hasn't mm-hmm. had the footfall through there, hasn't been a destination mm-hmm. for that area. I, do, I don't know that area, I don't know it that well. So I've never Way been there. out I, in I Krugersdorf. Oh, is that where it is? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to casinos. Uh, being on the market's enough of a thrill for me. 22 minutes after 6 o'clock, while South Africans are more downbeat about the economy and their household finances than they were at the height of the financial crisis in 2008. The FNBB, our Consumer Confidence Index, released today is at minus 7, a nine-year low. Cesar N. Kotlana is Chief Economist rather at FNB. Cesar, are things really as bad as that out there? Yeah, look, um, we've seen a deterioration uh, in disposable income uh, over the last uh, couple of months, um, and there's an expectation that disposable income could deteriorate further um, based on employment that's likely to come under pressure as the government pulls back from uh, its employment and wage focus stimulus, and also as employment comes under pressure in some of the producing sectors of the economy, like mining and agri. And other headwinds would be uh, slow down in, in unsecured lending. Um, but we also think it's not only a deterioration um, in consumer fundamentals that's uh placed uh, uh, consumer confidence in such a negative light. Uh, we think that there's also been um, non-economic factors that possibly exacerbated the outcome. I think one would have to have been in a coma not to realize that the news flow just generally, not just economic, has mm-hmm. been um, uh, pretty dismal in South Africa over the last, so say, six to eight months. So you've got the negative news flow. You've got household finances under pressure. Uh, interesting to look at some of your research today. You point out that since July, petrol is up by 22 2% or 238 a litre. And when you look at that number, it, it, it does scare you. We've had the RAND depreciating. One of the things I looked at that was quite interesting in, in the research is this, uh, the way that you measure uh, the willingness of, of consumers out there to buy durable goods and, and what that says about uh, their confidence. Consumers out there not too confident at all. Yes, so, I mean, if you just look at the underlying uh, subcomponents of the index, so it's uh, every three months the Bureau will survey about 2,500 uh, um, households, uh, and the three questions that are asked is the household's rating of the of the economy uh, over the coming year, uh, the household's rating of their own financial position of the coming year, and uh, whether now is uh, an appropriate time to, to, to buy durable goods, in other words, to make a big financial um, commitment, just uh, to gauge uh, 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 willingness to uh, uh, participate in economic activity. And the overall index is uh, brought down by um, uh, uh, an across-the-board deterioration in the questions. But 
if you look at the economic outlook sub-index and the rating of the present times of buy durable goods uh, uh, sub-indices, those um, became even more negative than they were before, telling us that a majority, uh, a larger majority of consumers are negative about the economy's outlook and also about the present times of buy durable goods. Uh, in contrast, um, the rating of own personal finances, uh, uh, there's still a majority of uh, consumers that are still positive about their own finances. However, that majority declined uh, uh, quite notably. So, I mean, I suppose we're being told what's happening uh, is bad, but it's mostly happening to the neighbors. And if you interrogate <laughs> further uh, as to where the relative resilience in terms of um, uh, the financial position is coming from, uh, it seems to be coming from uh, um, a higher rating of uh, of the financial position by high-income households, whereas uh, low-income households are, are telling us that they're feeling um, severe stress um, across the board, whether it's coming to their own finances or to the economic position or whether now is a good time um, to buy durables. And I think that's in line with uh, possibly what we've been seeing in terms of retailers uh, in the higher end outperforming those in the middle to lower end. Sizren Kleklana is Chief Economist at FNB. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, FNB has launched a service for its customers in South Africa to send money to residents of Zimbabwe using its cell phone banking service. Yolandi van Veik is Head of Digital and Alternative Banking for FNB Africa. Yolandi, this, as far as I understand it, is simply an extension of your e-wallet, and uh, customers will just be able to go in and select, very simply, send to Zimbabwe. Um, it is very similar, but uh, I just need to emphasize that it is not the same. Um, I think the best comparison for the service is similar to your money transfer services that they use in South Africa through the retailers, where you basically send a whole amount to somebody. Uh, the recipient on the other side is provided with a voucher or a reference number, and that is then used to pick up the full amount. Our e wallet service looks and feels quite different to that. It is sits on the same place in our on our on banking menu because again it's the same kind of people who would be using this service. You're only why Zimbabwe? Why this service? Uh, why launch now? I think um, we all know the challenge that the African diaspora have and South Africa obviously have a, quite a large number of Zimbabweans working in South Africa. I think the estimate is around 1.9 million Zimbabweans living and working in South Africa. And some of the reports that looked at the formal as well as the informal remittances estimate around 6.7 billion rand annually being sent to Zimbabwe. That completely overshadows any of the other remittance corridors or money being sent out of South Africa. So Zimbabwe was an obvious choice for us as the first country that we want to uh, provide a service like this to. You say first country, that uh, no doubt means that in time we might see one or two other countries pop up. We hope so, yeah. Yolandi, the, the big attraction here is pricing. Uh, just looking at uh, comparisons of, of other services, uh, very formal and very popular services available in the market, uh, the pricing of this service looks to be significantly cheaper, especially on, on higher value amounts. Yes, I think what we tried to do is we, we really went 
to, to try and make it the most affordable service in South Africa. You know, I think the, the, the money transfer services are in general quite expensive, and there's various reasons for that. And what we did is we tried to utilize, by utilizing electronic channels, by utilizing our kind of efficiencies around our systems and our products, we could reduce the cost quite significantly. In terms of, uh, of redeeming uh, the transfer in Zimbabwe, currently two OK stores. Yes, the one is the OK First Street in Harare, and the other one is OK Lobengula in Bulawayo. But they're definitely not the only stores that we're going to have. They are busy rolling out other stores, and we're working with the central bank in Zimbabwe to have those stores approved by the central bank. Yulani van Veik is Head of Digital and Alternative Banking for FNB Africa. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended down 41 points, down 0.11%, 38,540 points on the all share. We saw gold shares up an average of 3.75%, so the gold index at 1,772 points. We saw resources up by 2%, industrials, the sell-off, as David uh, mentioned earlier, down one and a quarter percent We saw financials uh, pretty flat at the moment. U.S. markets looking up after a wobbly start. Uh, the Dow is up about a quarter of 1%, so is the S&P 500. The rant is at 892 two against the US dollar. It's about three quarters of one percent firmer. Well this has been the SAFM market update with many web full transcripts of this program online at www.